0: Bring her in the house and put her on the bed. (laughs) Get her in there! No!
1: on me?
2: You're already dead. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where my words say this, let's kill some people! (laughs) My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And together, we watch Tony Randall's Fist of the North Star. But before we get to the show, let's let the people know, Dad, what are we under the influence of? This is a return, and it's called 14
1: Hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had it in the Pokemon episode, and uh, specifically because there was the throwing of hands, which is uh, pretty fitting for this one. It's also than fitting.
2: Yes. For sure. Yes. And uh, let's do the pardon pour. Excuse, Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. Oh, yeah. So I was going <laughs> to say, it looks like Wayne was waiting for it. All
0: right.
2: Ooh, oh we'll my God. that on the shirt. On your white tee. Yeah. As we hit episode 40, we still haven't changed out of our uh, sweaty white tees. We look...
1: Yeah, what's the the shirt count now uh, that we've ruined now?
2: We (laughs) haven't changed. That's what I'm trying to say. We haven't changed out of those shirts. Actually,
1: I'm shirtless right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Since, uh, what, October of last year, we have not changed our shirts. And that's how we're going to continue to uh, roll on to episodes 40. I'm fucking excited. So, Dad, uh, now that we have... I guess given it little Wayne exactly what he wants with his pardon pour, what can you tell us about this movie?
1: Okay, for our 40th episode, we have Fist of the North Star, a 1995 American straight-to-video.
2: Yeah, no way. <laughs> no way it's getting a theater release. <laughs> no,
1: definitely not. Live-action martial arts film based on the Japanese manga, the same name, which we all know, mm. by uh, Yoshiaki Okamara in... Yoshiyuki Okamura? Yoshiyuki Okamura?
2: You do have your readers on, but you still can't read? Oh, well, I, <laughs> I just can't. No, I can read, but I can't pronounce <laughs> Japanese names. That's fine. We figured that out by now. Yeah. And uh,
1: he had the, the the pen name of
2: Beronson? Yes, Baronson.
1: In Tetsuhara.
2: Tetsuhara. Was there uh, any fun facts for this one?
1: <sighs> Actually, we got a lot of facts on here, and I'm not going to bring them up now, <clears throat> but... No, I mean, other than you know the classic one about Gary Daniels, you know, and as Condom being Man. known as Condom Man, which we'll probably bring up later.
2: I think we're bringing that up a lot. Yes, <laughs> condoms are integral to this movie's yes. whole watching experience. Yeah, I wore a con- I wore a Trojan the first time I saw this.
1: They probably should have got some credit
2: in the in the film. You know,
1: the condoms used in this film.
2: Yeah, the condoms <laughs> used when the 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 cast <laughs> fucked each other in the ass when they decided to make this movie. Uh,
1: And uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there are no uh, critics. I mean, actually, there's three critic reviews, which are sort of funny. I mean, two of them are actually fresh. Mm. And uh, we got Scott Weinberg, who says, shockingly, ridiculously, and almost stupidly entertaining. And that might work for the actual real anime. Yeah. But this this one is not in that category, as far as I'm concerned.
2: I would agree. I think... Now that we have the perspective of doing both the anime and now the live action, the anime is iconic. And it's hard to imagine that this is what they came up with as the adaptation.
1: Quite honestly, after watching this movie, I have a a new respect.
2: I do too. For anime.
1: I realize that anime is its own art form and that it's not made to be judged on a level of
2: live action. It's
1: just... So you're saying
2: we shouldn't have a podcast anymore? No, no, no. I mean, we could still review them. I mean, but I have probably I have a
1: different like bar now in terms of you know giving shit to anime. I mean,
2: I I can't. Well, the more adaptations that we watch, I'm sure that'll be more apparent. I mean, Death Note, as we had uh, done with our other live action foray into this field, was not great. So I can't imagine it's gonna be any better.
1: and the audience gave it a 26% which there's no surprise there and uh, when a, a rotten tomatoes audience gives it 26%
2: it's bad it's going to be bad yeah usually the the denizens of the internet are willing to i feel like 40 is pretty generous most of the time but 26 is pretty fucking bad that
1: you have to you know compare this to the anime that's what even makes it doubly bad yeah I mean, if it was a movie by itself, you'd probably be just like, yeah, it was a stupid movie. But when you're thinking about the anime and then trying to justify what they did here, Mm.
2: yeah, they really... Just travesty. Yes. Gary Daniels should be fucking ashamed of himself (laughs) (laughs) 20-something years later, 26 years later. I don't
1: think Gary Daniels is ashamed of anything. I mean, he's been in a shit ton of movies, and they're all like, you know clip you know I mean nothing yeah well, they're all sort of
2: when you went to go get wine that weird movie with uh him in it riot it played all the way through he was fighting like fucking hockey players and like I don't even know Sugar Ray was yeah and it had Sugar Ray suit.
1: Leonard in it which wow you, yeah you know
2: that's a product of the times yeah <laughs> Gary Daniels should be put in some sort of uh time capsule maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll look back on him as this weird anomaly in history
1: I mean, he, he's sort of in the, the in like, a Van Damme-type, you know, figure. He fucking I mean, he, wish he was, he was yeah, Van well, Dome. that's what I'm saying. He, he You know, I think that was his aspirations. And, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger is probably top of the, you know, of, like, the an chain. Yeah. It's
2: probably him and Sylvester Stallone were, like, duking out of the top. And Gary Daniels was eating the shit yeah, he was a, He was about. a
1: wannabe Van Damme that never really. Of course, I don't know. He might have made more. He's still making movies to this day.
2: Yeah, and so is um, the guy who played Shin. That guy has a crazy filmography. I yeah. I kind looked at it. It was like, still this year in post-production, he has like 15 movies. Yeah. He's fucking working hard.
1: Because I'm going to definitely bring up the cast in in this because it's it's amazing the amount of people that
2: are in this movie. Yeah, it's uh, a real picture of 1995. But <laughs> yeah. before we get into any of uh, our real points, let's try to uh, show a little bit of the internet's thoughts here with the Letterboxd Worst Reviews. So, Half Star by Last Jedi Sucks. I fucking agree with that, brother. Uh, On October 26, 2019, this movie is so bad that I watch clips of it on YouTube when I want to hate myself. It actually makes me laugh, though. And it's fun that some people have things they specifically do to make themselves, like, hate themselves. Do you have anything that you do that you do it knowing that you're going to hate yourself after?
1: No, I can't say that. I
2: do. No. <laughs> Not off the top of my head. Mine is having sex with people that I don't actually like, but that's just for me. Uh, <laughs> well, that might, you know, account for a lot of people, so. Yeah, that's fair. That's just being a 20-something. <laughs> uh, another star by Olivia Day on June 8th, 2020. This is how you know that you have a very unhealthy obsession with Avatar The Last Airbender, mostly Zuko when you're looking up old 90s Dante Basco movies. And I like Dante Basco. I think he's a real one. He was um, in Hook is probably his other claim to fame, but that role as Zuko in The Avatar The Last Airbender, and I'm sure we're going to do the adaptation of that movie on this podcast at one point, but Dante's a real one. He didn't do a great job as Bat, but, you know, I still still love that man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I saw that in his IMDb, so... Mm -hmm. He was going to be somebody... I mean, I'm going to go through the whole cast, (laughs) actually. You
2: have have a whole list of complaints. Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of other complaint... uh, Ramsey's One Star on September 17, 2019. We complain about stuff like whitewashing of movies based on anime, but never once did this movie get lumped into the conversation. The worst part is the whitewashing is the least of this dull movie's problem. See it as a suicide pact and a double feature with Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, another movie we've got to do dragon ball evolution, but the suicide pack thing, I mean, geez, if you were to watch all these movies in succession, I wonder how bad your mental, like your levels would be. I feel like you would probably take a pretty bad hit <laughs> yeah. it's this death note, fucking, uh, dragon ball evolution. And then you watch full metal alchemist and probably blow your brain. That's
1: out. it. We have to do like a full study on the effects of anime and live action and so forth. And, uh, how it affects today's generation.
2: This is really what this whole project is about. It's not just using uh, anime movies as, you know, comedic fodder. It's learning about the the real trappings of being a young male <laughs> watching anime. <laughs> uh, I got another star by Death Trap on uh, Death Trap 47 on March 18, 2018. Fist of the Ass Star. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like that as a really great porn title. That feels like <laughs> something that would be uh, on my most watched uh, Pornhub stream.
1: Yeah, that that truly would be a, a very good porn title.
2: I wonder. I have to wonder. It, if there, I,
1: I'm yeah. I'm questioning whether there's one out there.
2: Mm, I'm gonna have to look that up at some point in this episode. If there's a fist <laughs> of the North Star porno. Uh, I just got two more. Uh, one and a half stars by Aaron Prescott on April 29th, 2021. If one were to make a drink a game where you took a drink every time Gary Daniels stares blankly into the endless void of his own empty mind as he silently contemplates questions like, Why do I punch? Whom shall I punch? Will punch make me happy again? Then this movie would be charged with murder. And I think this is something that you wanted to bring up later, but Gary Daniels has... The craziest eyes in this movie. Yeah, and um, we'll we'll dip in. that. I think that
1: might be his claim to fame. Those, you know, blue eyes.
2: Uh, I mean, I guess it, maybe this movie would be the case where it was the thing, but I I certainly wouldn't put that on uh, the first line of his obituary. Uh, and last one that we got for Letterbox is two and a half stars by Demug on April twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. I don't think this movie had anything to do with the manga, but Clint Howard did stumble onto the set in a World War One uniform with a Webley on a motorcycle. And Clint, <laughs> Clint Howard has... I feel like either no right to be in this movie, or he should have been in a bigger role because that dude was absolutely—he was on that Dion Waiter shit. If we're gonna use a, a what should we call it, rewatchables term, that I man was. Out um, of I left almost
1: field. feel like literally every day they would go out on the movie set and see who just happened to stumble in and like. Yo, Clint. Hey, you want to come in for a scene, man? Let's just put some stuff on you. All you have to do is drive on this motorcycle, shoot a couple people, man. Yeah. You know, and we'll give Call you some, some lady credit, old bitch. <laughs> Touch I me mean, again, you old bitch. It's an incredible cast, honestly, of just you know nobodies and that guys and so forth.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they caught him at a Starbucks, just like badgering Ron Howard about a script, and they just. Offered him a role just to get him off fucking Ron's back. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe uh, Tony Randall was doing him a favor. So now that we've illuminated the internet's thoughts, Dad, where would you like to shine your spotlight?
1: For the most part, I'd like to shine it on just the cast because that was the thing that most intrigued me about this movie was the people that got either foolishly talked into doing this movie. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, because there's some very famous names. Um, a lot of like just... Ooh, excuse me. Like I said, that guy's from whenever. Mm. But they were all over the map. And, I mean, it's... The director, Tony Randall, I mean, he sort of... I think this was probably his... You know, this is what killed his career. I mean, he still has a career, but I think they had high hopes for him because he did the Hellraiser movies that had some... He did the
2: sequel. He didn't even do the original. Right. That's the thing.
1: But he did two of them. And yeah, and the thing is, I saw the box office was like $10 which they said that they were successful. Now, I don't know what their budgets were.
2: I wonder what the first Hellraiser... But
1: obviously, that's what, you know got him to do you know somebody said hey this guy's up and coming you know he's doing these hellraisers let's give him i mean maybe it was his personal pet project like i always wanted to do fist of the north star
2: yeah that seems like a poison pill in itself though like if you're really trying to adapt fist of the north star and you don't want to go balls to the walls 80s influence like you're probably biting off more than you can chew
1: but in the end um
2: you know after that, his imdb
1: is pretty you know non- Non-caring, I mean, you just, there's nothing there. And then we have Gary Daniels. Mm -hmm. And he has quite a pedigree in terms of his martial arts. He was a uh, secondary black belt, uh, had a great amateur record. He was like 35 and had 31 wins, 30 by knockout. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: I wonder, do you think Gary Daniels could win one match in an MMA situation?
1: Uh, probably not at probably. his age now. But
2: <laughs> what is he like, fifty something? You think? Yeah,
1: he's in his fifties.
2: Damn dog, that's yeah. crazy.
1: And uh, he uh, he's got rarely an extensive film career. He has done like a shit ton of movies. Nothing really. I mean, if a couple of them you would probably. I'm not going to bring them all up because there's like mm. hundreds of them. And uh, he also won the uh, the California State Light Heavyweight Championship
2: at one point. So oh. What a life he's lived, dude. Would you rather be like an A-lister who only made like five movies or would you just want to be someone who works their whole career and just be in a B-movie like shit fest? Yeah,
1: I think he's having a good time.
2: I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's gotten a lot of pussy just by being a a shit actor and he knows how to do a roundhouse (laughs) kick. With the way he can do a split, he could probably get away with it.
1: Oh, one of the movies he was in was in City Hunter, so he has some more. You
2: brought that up to me. (laughs) He has some uh,
1: anime uh, juice there, and uh, with Jackie Chan, we have
2: so many of these movies we got to watch now. Gary Daniels is going to plague us. I feel like once we see him just pop up in like some random ass movie,
1: and I love that he did the Van Damme uh, split. Yeah, like you know, that's like a. That's why I said he's a rock with his
2: chest and fucking bicep. (laughs) I wonder if that was like contractually in his thing. It's like, all right, I I need at least a few scenes where I'm either flexing, fighting some sort of dummy. Like there was just so many glamour shots of Gary Daniels that I don't think he deserved. Right,
1: and of course, famously, he was you know condom man, Mm -hmm. and because of the the prosthetics that they used to create the you know the famous chest scars. Yeah,
2: which you can tell they're condoms. It's crazy that that is like out there but it really just looks like they have a bunch of fucking trojans
1: on. Now the the thing else uh, uh, the other thing i was thinking about was that the the, the scars on his chest are the the, the big dipper cuz it's 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 the north star which is part of the dipper. Oh. Which and then i'm like thinking like well did shin think that Knew like he was just like yeah I'm gonna print the Big Dipper on your chest and then you know use the you know the finger stuff.
2: Interesting. I had never made that connection. I, I didn't never either. Read anything about that. So. I had
1: read something about it, and then I if you look in the beginning of the movie, they show the constellation.
2: Yeah, they're saying something. And about then the they Big
1: they you know they show his chest. So. Mm. Yeah, supposedly that's you know the Big Dipper huh. is imprinted on his chest. But I mean, why? That's would Shin- almost
2: too smart. It feels like yeah. they might have done that on accident. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way this movie made that connection and did that for them.
1: But that was the whole thing: the fist of the North Star. So, yeah.
2: whatever. Yeah. Well, maybe they're better at movies than we are. Who knows? I certainly didn't pick up on it.
1: And then, shockingly, or well, I don't know if it's shocking, but I was like surprised when I saw Downtown Julie Brown. Now, you probably don't know her because you're not, you know. I wasn't I was into
2: a, the MTV thing.
1: Well, no. I mean, it came in the 80s when oh. MTV came out. And she was one of the, the VJs
2: there. and um, VJs? Yeah, the video. <laughs> <laughs> she was one of the vaginas on oh, screen, you know. No. There was a couple of them interchangeable. And, uh, it,
1: you know, the thing is, is I went down this rabbit hole of looking at all these these people that were in this movie, and uh, I was surprised that she was the world disco dancing champion in 1979. Damn. Yeah, and she also um, posed nude <laughs> for Playboy.
2: What a misogynistic thing to throw in 1998.
1: <laughs> so you know, like three years, like two years later, she, you know, like yeah. I was in Fist of the North Star. I'm freaking in Playboy. I'm doing, you know. Well,
2: it's funny how Playboy was a stepping stone in a lot of people's careers. Like, that used to be something that wasn't... It. Oh, yeah. It was, I guess, cool is maybe the wrong word, but it was seen as something that you should do. Although, now, in retrospect, it was definitely uh, not the best thing to do. But, hey, I mean, good for her. Anybody who wants to get nude in front of the camera, I don't think I could do it.
1: Right. Because she had this... Uh... A show that was called Club Club MTV, mm-hmm. and her catchphrase was "wubba wubba wubba," which <laughs>
2: It sounds like they stole that from uh, Rick and Morty. Stole that from fucking Downtown <laughs> Julie Brown. Uh, you, you, maybe wubba wubba dub dub. And okay, it said knows.
1: she accidentally read the T-shirt of a camera crewman who was holding the cue cards. That's how she came up with it.
2: Weird. So I have no. Would and you it... ever? Uh, what's your price tag to pose nude in Playgirl? Uh. What's the lowest figure that you would fucking get nude and get pictures of you taken for? And they're going to be classy, too. You can be on, like, a bare screen rug. Maybe they can get, like, a reverse ass shot and you're, like, dick and balls or, you know. <laughs> they do not want a reverse ass shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both have the hairy ass in this <laughs> yeah. family, dude. I don't know if yeah. that's going to happen.
1: They would have to be some shaving before that, but... Um, They'll give
2: you the uh, the 40-year-old virgin treatment.
1: I, I'm I'm not sure, Kelly you know, if, uh, if there was a... Uh, Somebody wanted to give me that figure, I might have to contemplate it. But 10 you
2: know. G's? No, not 10 G's. I would do 10 G's for sure. <laughs> for sure, dude. What are you talking about? Showing my ass? Uh, 11. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go a $1,000 more. Yeah, whatever, dude. That's fine.
1: And then we have um, Costa Mandalore.
2: Mm-hmm. Great name. Yeah.
1: And he was probably had the most acting chops in the movie, or at least the acting spots. I would say.
2: The most opportunities, yeah. I guess. Although he did seem... I mean, everyone was kind of over the top in one way or the because other. Because
1: that was the one thing in this whole movie. There was really limited to no acting going on. They basically were saying, hey, we got a bunch of nobody's here. Except for Malcolm McDowell, which that's shocking that he would even agree to a movie like this because he's probably the most famous actor of anybody in the movie. And uh, I always remember him specifically because he was in the movie Caligula.
2: We had talked about this before, yeah.
1: And it was Penthouse and Bob Guccione. Guccione. And if you read the history about the movie, I mean, it was very controversial. And I remember as a kid, like it was talked about like, oh, wow,
2: if you know...
1: Caligula, you—if you, you watch that—that's crazy, you know, because it was sort of like.
2: What is it? Is it pornographic? Obviously, if it's pent. It was
1: about the Roman Emperor Caligula, oh. and it was supposed to be a serious script. I mean, it has a wi- a very bizarre story behind it. Like oh. they had Gore Vidal wrote the screenplay. He was paid two hundred thousand dollars, and Bob Guccione, who was the publisher of Penthouse, mm. hired him. But then he went and secretly for, um, filmed all of these, um, you know, graphic sex scenes I mean not simulated I mean pure oh, wow. porn yeah and then you know he was this
2: theatrically released it
1: was like released in Italy first and it was there's like many cuts of it, mm. it you know you should look it up it's a very it's it's a cult classic because <laughs> it and it's got some crazy shit in it what I mean Peter it? O'Toole was in it um, Helen Marin really? was in it yeah there was a lot of people was having it, sex no no but one of the the, the woman that what i can't remember who it was she left the movie because she was uncomfortable with the nude scenes and uh they did all the 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 sex scenes um privately like you know bob guccione went in and later just <laughs> they like, got a hotel room. yeah no they like went on the set like when nobody knew and then they filmed all these sex scenes and then they they you know said you know we're putting these in and so mm. forth so it's a crazy, it's a crazy it's story. It's funny that
2: considering how often attractive people are in, you know, movies, the actors and actresses, why people wouldn't advocate for just having real sex scenes and then just filming them in such a way that it would be tasteful. But I feel like that would be something. Or that even
1: that or bringing the stunt breast or something. You know stunt what I mean? Breast. <laughs> What is
2: it, just like a um, uh, like a drag queen's titties or something like that? You just throw I mean, on? no,
1: there's famously, there's people that have had, you know, stand-ins for their their nude sands.
2: Yeah, just just do a fucking stand-in pussy, dude. Just, like, get the face shots and then just let them go to town on some random intern or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Hollywood but, uh, could have been so much better if they just didn't do it on the casting couch. They that, just did it on screen. Yeah,
1: Malcolm McDowell, that's where I you know, famously know him from, I mean, Caligula has always been this, you know, dark secret. It's dark horse in your life. Well, like I was young when people were talking about it and it was like, there was no chance that you would ever see it. I actually did watch the movie once, but I don't, I can't really remember it that well. Mm. Um, But anyways, let's go on. Clint Howard, Ron Howard's brother. Mm. (laughs) We've already talked about him. He shows up.
2: But also, he's the only person in that whole group who's like normal. Everyone is either overweight, which is hilarious because they're all fighting the the, yeah. the, the the fucking malnourished townspeople. All of them are like 200 pounds. Yeah. But all of them either have like scars, cuts, fucking nutsack head. Ron, or Clint Howard just looks the same. And they just gave him a gun.
1: <laughs> and then, of course, Chris Penn as R. Jacko. R.
2: Yeah. Also, would be. Jackal was a bullshit fucking change, dude. Jaggy was a much better name. I yeah. like Jaggy a hell of a lot more than Jackal.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they had to change his name.
2: It feels like that's like actor intervention. It's like, I don't want to be called Jaggy. Like, I'm going to be Jackal now. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jackal now, actually, sir. <laughs> yeah, he
1: was probably afraid of, yeah, he'd be goofed on, you know, later.
2: Hey, what's up, Jaggy? Yeah, not for <laughs> his fucking cold nutsack scalp. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's his name that gets everybody. I know that
1: stupid ass freaking leather freaking thing on his head. Didn't even look like it could hold anything in. No, I
2: I don't understand what's the science. You just put on a helmet. You'd be so much better with a bike helmet or some sort of, I don't know, motorcycle helmet. But that shit was definitely uh, bullshit.
1: And another surprising um, that guy is Tracy Walter. And it's funny because his name in the movie is Paul McCartney. Oh, McCarthy! I thought it was McCartney. Oh. I was just like, "What the <laughs> hell would they call?" Beatles him? reference? Yeah, I was just North like, Star. "Oh, Paul McCartney." He, he, you know, survived the freaking apocalypse. Yeah,
2: that's and- real name was John Lennon. That was fucking <laughs> strange. I knew Ringo was in there, but
1: but did you? You don't recognize him? I mean, this guy has been like in a hundred. I mean, his IMDb. Who is he? He's just a, he's an actor that he's just been in so many things. He was the guy um, that was the father of the girl that was being raped.
2: Oh, okay. In the opening scene there. Yeah. I don't, I didn't recognize that guy, no. No?
1: No. I mean, I'm telling you, he, I recognized him and I was like, oh yeah, it's that guy. And then I looked at his INDB. He's got to be like the, the most, you know worked actor I've ever seen. I mean, he's been in over a hundred films and a lot of really good films. I mean, he's just been in everything. In TV, I mean, the guy is prolific.
2: They picked up the workhorses for this movie. People who had, what, 20-plus-year careers, it seems like. We're talking about just about Gary Daniels, uh, Mandalore, and whoever. All these people are working. Yeah.
1: Somehow, I think they thought that they were going to have, you know, that this movie was going to be a success or something. I mean, for the people that signed on for this, but I yeah. can only imagine what they did when they, when they were, you know, viewing it being like, Oh my God, I this, guess. This, I mean, well, it went straight to video. So obviously it was yeah. like, Oh my the God. The Expectations were yeah. to the ground. <laughs> we're going to just drop this one quick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they just dump off big boxes of it, like blockbusters. Like, I don't even want to, you, know, you don't have to advertise it. I you always wondered
1: about that. Us. Do they make these movies that went direct to video? Was it a situation where they either, they had aspirations of it being released and then they went, Oh, the audiences just hated this week. Well, let's just put the video. That is Cause I don't think anyone question. ever makes a film and says, I mean, especially with Malcolm McDowell, like, Hey, we're making a direct to video film you know we got a part for you do you want to be in it oh yeah sure
2: well i wonder if it's more profitable to do that and get the the sale of the vici VG, uh VGS, the vhs or i think it's probably vhs 95 like the cost of that would make up for a ticket that someone would buy in a theater so it's more cost effective just to make them buy the whole thing i don't know it, it's a very interesting question and that's just not something they really do anymore they just put it on a streaming service and that's why we just have so many trash movies on all these services
1: yeah that's true that's the new
2: you know direct-to-video yes yeah. just... everything feels like a premiere release but it's actually hot garbage exactly you know, with a, a nice camera and um
1: i mean i have so much about i mean i'm going on and on but um the screenplay is just butchered i mean in terms of the way that they try to you know take from the anime
2: and the uh, you know the
1: the timelines and everything. Yeah.
2: Bad. We had talked about this before, but they should have started with him getting Julia taken. The yeah. fact that it's a, a flashback in the middle of the movie when there's really no character development for Julia other than giving her a fresh off the boat accent when the only <laughs> other fucking Asian character speaks uh without an accent, it just felt borderline racist in a way. But yeah, it was a it was a it was a horrible, horrible screenplay. Yeah.
1: And as I had mentioned earlier, I mean, there's just tons of people that are just staring off into, you know... Uh, the distance. Cancero, yeah. He's just constantly wide-eyed, you know, looking off. And it, it, every all of his emotions are just in his, like, clueless looks of, like, I don't know what I'm seeing right here, but yeah. should I act right now? There's a rape going on. Oh, my God. I'm. He kind of gives,
2: like, a blue steel. You ever seen that in Zoolander? He kind of, like... He yeah. steals it, opens his eyes wide. wide. It's really, uh, awful. <laughs> it really does seem like he's trying to convey an emotion that he doesn't know how to do. I like
1: the scene when they, he comes in, uh, when Bat and uh, Lynn come in and they see him just sitting like, I don't know why he shows up and they're like, whatever, you know, they're, uh,
2: oh, yeah, the hut.
1: He's like, What are you doing here? Breathing, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> or. <laughs> I mean, you just brought up the rape scene where, like, this woman is very clearly in need of help, and he's sort of like, barely, almost like, shrugging his shoulders, like, "All he's right, I'm like, oh, I fucking save this." Bitch. I
1: just got up, and oh damn it, this There's a rape. Screaming. I'm not really sure of myself right now, you yeah. know. <laughs>
2: or, or when Bat dies and he punches, uh, he comes in, fucking hits Jackal in the face, yeah. and then just tosses, <laughs> just him, aside tosses him, and him aside, scoops up Dante Brasco or whatever his name is. Uh, Yeah. I mean, if there was Razzie's back in the 95, I don't know if he, uh, I think he probably would have won. If this was eligible, he should have.
1: And the biggest crime of this whole movie is Kenshiro's, like, you know, none of that. The death. Yeah, what and the death blow, like, it looks stupid. It just, like, the guy goes, what are you trying to do? Tickle me to death? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, it always seems like all he does is just, like, touch their forehead, and then somehow, you know, that's the whole thing. But while I go through all the hand motions, you know what I
2: mean? And, and, and the guy's like, I mean, it, was it really does look ridiculous. Like when he's punching him like a little kid, like you're fighting like a, a child or something like that. He's just sort of like, oh, I just hit the mic. <laughs> and you're just sort of, you know, rolling your hands at the guy's stomach and all of a sudden he blows up. It was a, a huge uh, letdown from what the other one was with the anime. The I'm, anime was, I mean, obviously explosive. Yeah. The, the gore was incredible uh, just because it was so outlandish. Yeah.
1: Which you would have thought they would have played that up, you You'd know. Have hoped. I mean, and they did do it a little, like the the way that they Comes depicted the the blood, because that was in the member in the in the anime, it was like squirt out, like yeah. spray and everything. And they tried to tried to recreate that, but they should have really played up the whole fact that
2: or the you're, you're already, already dead. dead. Yeah. I mean, that's
1: the whole like famous line mm. in the whole. Unless maybe they didn't understand. I mean, maybe it's become more famous. Nowadays than it was it's back been then.
2: Memed. Yeah, exactly. It's very possible. It there was just some real tragic missteps. I mean, the thing was there was a certain age in the 90s where either your movie was really really good or it was really really bad and there wasn't like a lot of CGI that could have saved you. Cuz I feel like this movie would have been maybe helped with CGI. I think probably some more budget money could have done something. That's true. I but,
1: mean, you know, a lot of times you you want to, you know, considering the state of you know, special effects now and what you see that
2: was happening in the 80s and the 90s. Mm. I mean, I do, I did really like when he punched that guy in the spine and it went out through his fucking chest. Like it like popped out his, uh, his whole chest bone. I thought that was pretty cool. But I like
1: the scene where they, when he, you know, finally, you know, starts, you know, attacking the guys for trying to rape the woman and he kicks that guy's jaw and it's basically like his jaws off the side of his face. Well,
2: he didn't have the, did you look at that up close? Cause there was like no throat hole. It was like very obviously clearly a, yeah. you know, a prosthetic. But I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah. I was like, oh, this could be fun. And yeah. then the rest of the, well, movies.
1: that's what they should have done though. I mean, played up the whole, you know, the killings and everything. All they just showed was. People, you know, driving through towns for whatever reason, killing everybody for no apparent reason other than they just happen to be, you know, the only place that had water. But you didn't have to just like, you know, start. I mean, I guess it was just them having fun. But the whole thing was Shin was supposed to be like, you know, creating the new future. Yeah. And it's like, how do you create the new future if you're killing all your, you know, followers? Or supposedly, like, you want to win these people over.
2: I think they just wanted to give Chris Pen. 30 minutes of screen time like that (laughs) was about it like fucking jackal did not deserve that much time on screen let's be completely honest it should have gone to julia who was the integral part of this weird love triangle but you know i'm just gonna get into maybe the thing that i wanted to talk about the most was the dick kicks and that was something (laughs) that you don't see a lot in fighting movies usually it's all pretty pretty i guess fair yeah. You know, everybody uh, is playing by the same rules, yeah. but the dick kicks of this movie were ruthless. Everybody was just like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. If I'm trying to fight you, I'm going to go for the kill. <laughs> and I think I would be a dick kicker. If I had to get into a fight at any one point, I would be someone who would want to. Well, kick if
1: it's life dick. and death, then the dick kick definitely comes into play. But yeah. usually, you know. In these movies, you know, they're supposed to be- a gentleman's game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was like, oh, let's stand off. I'm going to fight you. You fight me. Let's yeah. see who the better man win. You know, it's like, no dickhead. Okay. And no eye gouge. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it feels just like MMA stuff. I mean, they've brought that to the point where it's like no eye gouging and no dick kicks. But you the know, dick you...
2: kicks should be a part of it. <laughs> Honestly, though, like if we're gonna let these dudes, that get would CTE, end the fight a little early. They can wear a cup. I mean, they have protection there.
1: I don't know, man. I think still like that would help, but you know, you could probably. I mean, at the at the force that these guys can kick, you That'd could still intense. really probably do some damage
2: yeah conor mcgregor wouldn't be bragging about uh having people in his dms if his just cock wouldn't work anymore (laughs) because he's gotten kicked some fucking times uh another thing that i had was that shin was just like a weird trumpy and imperialist like i don't know what a skyscraper in like some weird uber city in the middle of a wasteland is really going to do to save the world like i don't really understand his plan
1: no i didn't either that was you know these are
2: my blueprints for this fucking 80 80 floor skyscraper that's going to save the world it's like Okay, I don't think a hotel is gonna save us there, brother.
1: Yeah, and he just weirdly like just sat up in his little throne, you
2: know, and wearing his leather smock. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible choice. <laughs> oh my god. She well that's w- so much more style. Well, that was the
1: thing in, in Fist of the North side of the anime, like they had like the eighties, you know, hairband freaking costumes on. This yeah. one no, they had all this leather and whatever, which is probably more, you know. Uh, stylish in the nineties than it would have been, you know, something that you'd see in the eighties.
2: They didn't even have, uh, what should I call it? Ray. That was in whole other guy that they just didn't have in this movie. The cool guy who could slice people up with his fingers. There was just a real... Oh, yeah. that missing... And uh, the
1: other guy, Rao. Rao, which is like, that was missing. Yeah. And
2: I sort of... I guess those two are the most important to each other. I think they yeah. are antagonistic to one another. Yeah. So it makes sense to get rid of them both. I, I
1: mean, you got to get rid of something there. I mean, I can understand that. You can't have, you know... I mean, Fist of the North Star of the anime had a lot of problems. So, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, that was a, a shiny example of anime screenwriting no. either.
2: <laughs> On the tiers of, like, bad movies, like, Fist of the North Star of the anime is a couple notches higher this one, but it's it's a pretty big leap, I'll yeah. be honest. Uh, the only other thing else I had was the weird jelly that Shin just has in his penthouse. Did you notice that when the new uh, North Star, like, that guy who's, like, balding has his long hair, he comes up and Shin just asks him to kick him in the face? Do you remember that? Uh... He he has the new North Star come up to his building. The guy eats his jelly that he just has in a weird bowl in the middle of the room. And then the guy who Shin wants to fight, he just lets him like, tee off on his face like five times. Oh, yeah. And then finally Shin goes off and kills him. But I just didn't understand the the jelly. There's nothing to spread. Uh, I don't even know if there was like a spoon. He just had like a bowl of jelly in the middle of yeah. The room.
1: And it was another weird thing I noticed is like why when there was he there's a
2: Gatorade bottle in there too. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> I noticed a Gator. Shook.
0: <laughs> Daddy chill. Oh no.
2: Yeah, they just left a fucking Gatorade bottle in the middle of the scene. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but there
1: was also a scene where he cuts his like. His hand and then the blood drips on the map and it turns, you know, yeah. it lights up in fire. It's like, I didn't know what the hell that was all about.
2: Yeah. Something about being the Southern Cross. I don't know. Maybe he has like a venereal. Disease. But he seemed
1: like he was, you
2: know, conflicted about it. Or he, was, like, <laughs> he, was he was pissed. Yeah. He was like, oh, shit. My, is that what HIV
1: is? <laughs> my blood is causing fire. Oh, no. Yeah. It I might mean. Might be a sign of something. <laughs>
2: At least it's not trubbing out of your dick. I mean, <laughs> if you were dripping blood that was, you know, on fire out of your dick, then you're really in trouble. That girl I was with last
1: night, and I don't know what the hell happened, but...
2: Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, in my last spotlight, and we'll jump right into the takeoffs. was that guillotines, I think, need a second chance. They were going to use it on Lynn when she was mouthing off to uh to Jackal, but it feels like guillotines are not too far off in our future. We joke a lot about beheading billionaires in the street. I feel like the guillotine is going to make a reappearance in the next 20 years. I guarantee some public figure will get their head cut off. That's a bet Uh, that I'm willing to make.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think it would be.
2: uh, You don't think they would make an old style guillotine?
1: Nah, I don't know. Nowadays, there's just so many scenes of them just hacking heads off and stuff. So I don't know. If yeah,
2: we... that's true. It'd be like a weird like ISIS video or something like that. <laughs> we just have Bezos in a room with like a butter knife. And I don't. Want,
1: I don't think anyone has the the gumption to
2: make a guillotine. Like, hey,
1: we need a guillotine.
2: Ah, whatever, man. Just take the sword. I feel like how do you think you would get in trouble sooner to if you're getting caught making a guillotine or like growing weed? I feel like if you see someone out in yeah, public that's building a, problem. a guillotine, I
1: mean, it's just like you go over it. like what, I
2: are you building a guillotine? Yeah, I plan to kill um Oh Evo yeah, I'm using us.
1: it to slice
2: watermelon. <laughs> I prefer <laughs> a very clean cut down the middle. Yeah, that it feels like you would probably somehow get in trouble for the guillotine first and then the cops would probably shoot you for the pot. Yeah, but <laughs> that would raise more red flags for me.
1: For I mean sure. now that, you know, marijuana is for the most part being legalized across america
2: yeah i guess it's uh to each their own when it comes to the police departments across the the country so were there uh any unintentional lessons or what were your uh takeaway from this movie if you had one
1: i don't think there's any lessons to be learned from this movie mm-hmm. and i don't really have any other takeaway other than maybe maybe we ought to just or maybe they should stop making live action films based on anime I would agree. I don't think anybody can do them justice. They they usually just neuter them so badly or just have they never can catch or um understand the you know what the anime the Made it great. Yeah, exactly. They they lose it somehow. They try to somehow go, "Oh, well we can't do that, man. We, we this is going to be a film, so we got to sort of make it more, you know, something that normal films would have
2: whatever." Yeah. I mean, I There are a few that I really would like to see live action, but the thing is, it probably would be better as a TV show. Like I, because I am obviously uh, like an Evangelion fanboy, even though I hated the last movie, I would still love to see what that would look like in a live action context. It probably would be bad, but just the curiosity, like the, it's pretty much the gumption of man to try to recreate AI. We just want to know what all this shit looks and feels like. So,
1: well, and, it's interesting because Cowboy Bebop is going to be coming out on Netflix. That's so true. that's the one that's going to be sort of like maybe the last hope.
2: November, I believe. Did is you see
1: some of the... Um,
2: the screenshots? Yeah. I did. I don't know if they've cast Ayn yet. Or not Ayn. Um, the the girl? The little girl? I can't remember. Ayn is the dog. Oh, right? Um, I should know this. I fucking love Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know it as well as you, so... It's okay. We'll figure it out. We'll even maybe watch an episode on the podcast. That'll be something we'll do. We'll review one of the episodes.
1: Oh, actually, yeah. That'll be... That'll be fun. That'll definitely be fun, yeah.
2: Uh, I had a couple of takeaways. One is don't brown nose. That feels uh like the right thing to do. Never become subservient to the people who are probably going to kill you. That, like... <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that dude who wanted to have some sort of peace treaty with the uh, the psychopathic Southern Cross killers. I mean, just a bad idea. Just sort of hold your ground. Have some dignity, even in depth. Uh, my other takeaway was the future is meaningless without the love and approval of a woman who doesn't like you. And Shin definitely has always been in that role where he's just holding this girl hostage even though she wants nothing to do with him. And I didn't really understand that dynamic. Like, why would you ever want that? Why would you ever want this weird damsel in a castle who fucking clearly hates you? But that's what all weird creepy dudes in these movies do. They just Yeah, they want what they can't have, I guess. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I always I'm always afraid that the the sexual assault component is like why they keep him in a castle, but like you don't really always see that in the movies.
1: In the sense that he had, you know, all the power to do it, you know what I mean? He was probably the most powerful figure at the time, or at least in that area.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean it's like, yeah, I want this woman, I'm taking her. There really was probably like th- three, four women in this whole movie. I can't remember. Downtown Julie Brown, the girl, uh, Julia, and the girl who almost got raped. And it seems like every woman in this movie was subjected to some form of violence. So it doesn't seem like the the fist of the North Star is particularly... It's not going to pass the Beckdale test, maybe.
1: Yeah, it doesn't look good for women in the apocalypse mm. as far as these movies are concerned.
2: Yeah, that seems to be <laughs> what all of our uh, male art creators have been telling us for a long time. (laughs) The last thing I had for my takeaway was, uh, it's important to spread your seed even during an apocalypse. And even though we're not technically in the end times, you know, sometimes you just got to find a way, dude, if it's really that important, you really want to, I guess, bring another child in the world or, you know, you just have to spread your, your, your seeds to grow fucking plants. I mean, I wonder what the seeds were in those, uh, in that bag of hers anyways. Because How is it growing? I mean, this is technically my question at the end, but how the fuck is it growing at the penthouse level? Did you notice that? Yeah, it was why in the is there crack. something growing yeah. in the crack of the penthouse? Yeah,
1: there's no water, no dirt. You yeah. know, it, it went in the crack
2: and then you know, sprouted up. She fed it with her tears or something like that, yeah. and that was enough uh, liquid to get. I
1: its guess done. it's just a, a situation where life finds a way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice, very zen. Well, uh, I guess we've really just fucking rambled on about this one. So we do have a a couple of games to play. We've reached the question section of this podcast. Uh, First one up on Three Lies and a Truth. Entry number one. During the shooting of Fist of the North Star, lead actor Gary Daniels expressed admiration for director Tony Randall on his skill in shooting the film's action sequences and believed the focus on the main character's love triangle was the right choice for the film. Entry number two. In an interview with Baronson, creator of Fist of the North Star, when asked about his thoughts on the 1995 live-action film, Baronson refused to address the film by name and stated that he was ashamed it was ever made. Entry number three. After the release of the film and the popularization of the Condom Man story, Gary Daniels partnered with Trojan Condoms to release a limited-edition Fist of the North Star condom (laughs) that is considered a collector's item in the Fist of the North Star circles. And then finally... Lead actor Gary Daniels enjoyed his time so much as the Fist of the North Star that he named his second born son, Kenshiro, when he was born in 1995. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? Um,
1: let me see. The the Trojan
2: thing's bullshit. No, you don't think Gary Daniels got a little side money from uh, Trojan?
1: This uh, direct-to-video thing is not going to garner the Trojan community to... Wow, we should uh, use him as our, <laughs> our spokesman.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow, these really worked well with, uh, I guess, sitting on this dude's chest. I wonder if he wants <laughs> to advertise for it. Well, you were right. Uh, Gary Daniels did not get the Trojan money. Uh, there are fists of the North Star condoms, though. That is something that I looked up and was surprised to find that they do sell those. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, snap back to reality there. They I was looking
1: f- at the other uh, other options. Yeah, they sell find-
2: Fist of the North Star condoms. That's, like, a real thing. I think it's probably primarily in Japan. But they have their own brand of condoms. It's really bizarre, but, you know. But
1: the thing of it is, I mean, why would they have them other than for the simple fact that supposedly Gary Daniels had them,
2: you know, used as, you know. I don't think it has anything to do with the movie, I think it just is, like... It's literally about, like, the anime characters and, like, the manga. Like, I don't know. Maybe it just... It gets people so amped up. Yeah,
1: because in the apocalypse, you definitely are going to be sporting condoms.
2: Yeah. You shoot a load inside of a girl, it's like, you're already dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. And then I don't think that uh, he named his son Kinshiro because... You say born in 1995. The movie was made in 1990. Of course, he probably filmed it in 95.
2: No, the film was released in 95. I thought it was 96. I'm pretty sure it's 95. Whatever. I'm going to say that one's bullshit. That one? All righty, we're moving on. That was the answer. Oh. Gary Daniels loved being Kenshiro, dude, so much so that he named his fucking kid. Oh, you I guess he's like a soccer player or something like that. He has two children. One of them is like a stunt double in Hollywood. He's 30-something. But this guy is like a, I, I can't even remember what his ethnicity was, but he apparently plays soccer. Kenshiro Daniels. <laughs> Can you believe it? No. It's pretty crazy.
1: It definitely was a defining point of his life, obviously.
2: Yeah, I mean, in the interviews that I read, he really liked that character and loved the anime beforehand, but he thought the action sequences in the movie were handled like shit. He apparently was like given permission to direct some of the action sequences, but then Tony Randall uh, roped him back in and said he couldn't.
1: I would it. agree. I thought that the... Uh the the martial arts stuff was garbage it great. really yeah it, some of it was okay but it was just like really you know th- that's the whole thing this movie focused on all the wrong
2: things yeah I think I can't remember what movie Tony Randall had watched he was like Eye of the Tiger Eye of the Dragon or something like that and he was under the impression that he could do it just because he had watched that movie and Gary Daniels was uh aghast that that was what <laughs> happened but he's like no just because you watch this fucking movie doesn't know you had a, how do you do excuse me, doesn't know how to do fucking martial arts wow i, can't I
1: mean you about. had brought up i mean there's just like so many scenes of like him just like guys driving up and then just staring off into the distance and whatever there's no dialogue and yeah. you know i don't know i don't know if he thought he was making like gone with the wind or something but <laughs>
2: Wow. If you have aspirations for God with the Wind with an anime adaptation, you are fucking completely wrong. I
1: think he, he, way, yeah. I mean, I think he just exposed himself as a
2: director there, but. Yeah, no wonder he's not making any movies anymore. Well, Dad, unfortunately. <laughs> no, he's making
1: movies. So just, is he still? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was. Because I looked it up because I figured, like, oh, this probably just killed his career. But mm-hmm. no, they. Well, I mean, nothing of of worth,
2: but. I hope I never see a Tony Reynolds movie again. Let's put it that way. Uh, so like I was going to say, unfortunately, that three is going to go to our opponents this week. Uh, we do have a rest of the game to play. Erskine has a chance to redeem himself. Uh, we're going to play Were You Paying Attention? So, Dad, let me send this over to my co-host so he doesn't yell at me this week. Yeah. Joe, hit him with those the horns. horns. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm. Joka. Coming to you live from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. We're anticipating a great game between the Nebraska Corn Suckers and the Tampa Bay Vipers. Where XFL newcomer, Patrick Vanilla guys looking to shuck off another stingy defense to keep the wins coming, but he'll have to outsmart the wizard in the corn. Altuve, loop it up and I'll stick it in, buttstuffer. Back to you, Drew. Altuve Buttstuffer. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That was a name I came up with my coworker the other day, so shout out to Sav. Altuve Buttstuffer is coming for you, Dad, and I hope you're ready. So, question number one. How many miles away is Paradise Valley from the city of Southern Cross? Is it A, 150, B, 200, C, 250, or D, 300? Uh, I don't know this, but I'm going to just go with A. A? Alrighty, back to you, Joe. What's going on? Drew, another week has passed, and there's another Erskine incident to report, uh. although this one is clouded in an air of mystery. After participating in an all-you-can-eat chicken wing challenge hosted at a local Lincoln house of worship, Patrick Erskine was reported missing for three days, holding to show up the Viper's practice facility without any clothes on and a brand mark on his ass of what the coaching staff identified as an infamous Nebraska-based cult. and after (laughs) (laughs) Nebraska-based cult (laughs) this is where we're at now and after a disappointing first drive for the Vipers one has to wonder if Erskine is still in a daze from his strange encounter in the Nebraska corn so you were able to uh, narrowly avoid throwing any picks on that drive but Erskine's feeling some type of way I don't know really what happened to him and maybe we're going to have to figure out Uh, so question number two what color is Shin's tie in his weird mural that he has in his fucking room. <laughs> oh, shit. Um. Oh, sorry. Is it A, black, B, red, C, white, or D, gray?
1: Did I get the one right? No, I mean. No, you
2: got it wrong. Oh. I didn't. I mean, it was just like a punt. I just said that oh, you okay. I okay. didn't get it. It wasn't um, a pick, which would have been way worse.
1: I'm going to say, oh boy. Well, being that they're, is it the, no, oh, it's the Southern Cross or what? what is their cross? Southern Cross. Yeah.
2: Oh shit. Um, well it was red. I'm going to say red. Red? All righty, Joe. Let me hear it. What's going on? Drew, the Vipers are lined up in there. Left a bag of shit on Warren Warren Buffett's house package. He, apparently, he apparently lives in uh, Nebraska. Uh, Erskine drops back, fake pitch left and he rolls right Now we will throw it to the postman of the move But this one sails right over into the safety's hands Campbell's caught nude in the chicken coop Heineke Capitalizing <laughs> on the bad throw And he's going to take this one back all the way Touchdown Nebraska That sucks Man Campbell's caught nude in the chicken coop Heineke Was uh, too fast and too skilled to be caught with that one So you're down 10-0 to 0. The cult really had an effect on you. I wonder if this was like a hit job or something like that. This is scary.
1: It wasn't the cult.
2: (laughs) It wasn't the cult. That was you? Or it was just... I have
1: have something to announce
2: later. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Question number three. What does it say on the red posters around Paradise Valley? Is it A, forward into the future, B, advance with force, C, progress through power, or D, descent is intolerable? I think I
1: know this one. I think it was a forward into the
2: future forward in the future. Yeah. All right, Joe, how are we going to head into halftime? Drew, the Vipers are setting up in there. runs a D's nets on your face package. <laughs> Vanilla Tane hikes it. Play action. The line is falling apart, but Erskine keeps his composure and he's going to launch this one downfield, but the ball is thrown into triple cover and it's picked off. Uh. Marmaduke got head from a pool jet Peabody, making the Erskine look like a fool. <laughs> and now the <laughs> corn suckers are going to take this one all the way back again. What's going on, Erskine? Oh, no. What oh, was my it? Uh, it Progress through uh, power? Progress through power, yeah. Shit, I
1: almost said that one, but I thought it was some kind of forward into the future. But
2: No, I mean, that was like, I mean, essentially the same thing. I
1: thought he said something
2: like that. It's possible. Yeah. I, I know he said dissent is intolerable is one of the things, but... <laughs> Uh, Joe Cuck definitely has some fucking questions because you're falling apart out there. So Joe Cuck is running down. Patrick, can you tell any- Can you tell us anything about your disappearance? I was abducted
1: by aliens.
2: Of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was anal probed.
2: What does the brand have to do with that?
1: I don't know. I think they're just trying to throw everybody up. But I'm telling you right now, I went into a spaceship. I stumbled somehow, you know, after eating all these chicken wings or whatever i was eating and uh you know i was having a little problems i went outside i thought i was gonna puke light came down aliens abducted me
2: that's incredible Patrick. i can't believe you've been abducted but uh is that gonna help your game at all are you gonna get your shit together
1: obviously not (laughs)
2: i've been probed (laughs) if you haven't
1: been probed joe Yeah.
2: (laughs) I've been probed a couple times. Okay. Well, you're not on the field, though, are you? That's true, but I still know how to do my goddamn job. So let's go back to you, Drew. Yes. try Try throwing a pass.
1: When you took a freaking 20-inch freaking whatever they stuck up my ass.
2: (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Good for you for taking 20 inches there, Superstar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at least it felt that way. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And that, that
1: branding, way. I think they found me freaking butt naked and were making fun of me and freaking put their brand on me.
2: You think of like a weird fraternity of cult members yeah. just. They were like,
1: hey, look, look what we got here. Hey, it's an Erskine. <laughs> he's butt naked in the field. Looks like he's anal probed.
2: Get the brander. What, is your ass gaping? (laughs) I don't probed.
1: I don't know. Maybe there was something, you know, that would indicate that something went up my ass, but.
2: That's fucking funny. Yeah, I'm probably, if you got probed by a 20-inch fucking thing, I'm sure your ass. (laughs) Cattle prod. I'm sure your shit is wide the fuck open, dude. Yeah. That's nasty.
1: (laughs) Can't you see I'm walking a little funny?
2: Yeah, you also can't. I can't even run right now. (laughs) Can't even drop back. (laughs) Well, hopefully, you can maybe get some ice up there or something. Uh, or Altuve butt stuffer is going to stuff your ass with this <laughs> dick. Uh, but question number four What weapon is Goliath holding when he's first introduced? Is it A, a morning star, B, a mace, C, a scimitar, or D, a flail? Oh, jeez. You have to know a little bit about uh, medieval weaponry, I know, with this one.
1: Oh, uh, well, I'll say
2: the morning star. Morningstar? All right, Joe. What's what's happening over there? Drew, we're here after halftime, and the Vipers are lined up in there. Drink the Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid, now I can't remember my week package. Erskine takes a snap, quick pump. He sidesteps a defender and he jumps with the screen man. But the screener is hit hard and the ball is fumbled. And the corn suckers are gonna pick this one up and run it back. <laughs> Sharpay, dress my dick with a tuxedo, Comandello. Traded for the Maulers and make it a big to turn. Play. Every
1: mistake I make into a touchdown.
2: <laughs> Technically, it was the fumble by the uh, the screener, so it wasn't really your fault. But touchdown, corn suckers. Damn, dude, you haven't had a fucking loss this bad in in a hot minute. So uh, you still have two questions. I hope you don't get blown out, blown out. Oh, Uh, I'm getting blown out. Oh my god, (laughs) I'm gonna have a
1: press conference
2: after. Yeah, you're gonna announce (laughs) some sort of retirement. Yeah, go right into the fucking porn game. (laughs) (laughs) At least we know you know. At least we know that you have the uh, the attributes to uh, I I guess participate in a certain type of porn. If you really wanted it. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you want to get fucked in the ass <laughs> no 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 all right question number five what is the moniker given to julia is it a queen of the waste b matriarch of the cause c mother of the future or d princess of the phoenix
1: i'm gonna say <laughs> a queen of the waste
2: <laughs> queen of the waste all righty joe uh let's let's fucking hear this one drew the third quarter is coming to an end and the Vipers are lined up in their got backseat coochie at Carhenge package. Erskine hikes it. Pitches Juicy Thighs. But look at this! Juicy Thighs is winding up to throw this one deep and he's got an open man downfield! But Ricardo beefs this one and the ball is coming back again! <laughs> Tom Diddley, keep a deagle in my jockstrap, Swallowsmith! Capitalizing on the bad throw from the running back play. And Tom Diddley's gonna take this one back again. Touchdown, corn suckers. Mother so. of the future? uh mother of the future, yeah. Damn See, you it. fucking know better, dude. Like you just keep picking the wrong one. I
1: know. I'm always like, I got two, and I keep picking the wrong one. It's uh, just one of those. My weeks, mind dude. is scrambled.
2: Yeah, you you've been scrambled, branded, and butt fucked, and <laughs> yeah. there's really nothing you can. Can do you
1: play me? Come
2: on. I really can't. I mean, the last I two mean, plays I've gone for three
1: fault. days, and then I show up. I mean, I'm even proud. Why I'm in the game is beyond me. I mean, if you go AWOL
2: for three days, you don't know, just like, where the hell have you been, man? You missed a pregame freaking, you know. But Erskine it. does this shit all the time. It's assumed that he's going to be fine. Like, no. that's the fucking problem. Like, Erskine has such a, a history of making bad decisions that they just let him go back on the field. I think I'm retiring. Wow. Don't, no, you can't retire after one bad game, you fucking pussy. Come on. <laughs> You gotta... I've seen
1: things on the spaceship that you know, I need to tell the public now. I'm so. sure
2: they just made you smoke DMT. You didn't probably <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get fucking abducted. Yeah. All right, question number 6. How many men does Kenshiro beat down after entering Shin's tower? And this is definitely going to be one that you don't get. Is it A 19, B 25, C 31, or D
1: 37? Uh, I'm going to go B. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. If Joe starts laughing
2: <laughs> that's not good. Uh, yeah, uh... you're not you're not in a great place here, first Sky. Alright, back to you, Joe. Drew, we've hit the two minute mark in the fourth quarter and the Vipers are coming out. Can we there. just
1: say that you pulled me? And I'm not even in the game in the game at the moment. No,
2: dude, they're they're like keeping you on the mound after you've thrown like 150 pitches. They dude. would they're have
1: taken st- me out of the game. This is a freaking benching offense. No, of-
2: dude, this is just a humbling event. You need to be brought back down every yeah. once in a while. <coughs> Erskine takes the snap. The defense blitzes, but Patrick is cool as a, cu- cool as a cucumber. He dodges one defender. Stops has another. Now he's going to go for it all. But Vanilla Tate throws it into double coverage and the ball is intercepted. Altuve lube it up and I'll stick it in buttstuffer, stuffer. Making the most <laughs> out of another Erskine mistake. Uh. And the corns Huskers, or suckers, fuck, are going to tack it on another six. Wow, I really can't read today. What a mistake for the Vipers and what a horrible game for fucking Erskine. You should be ashamed of yourself (laughs) for going out.
1: No, I'm not.
2: (laughs) I feel fucking fine. I feel great. This is exactly what you want, huh? You
1: have to understand, you know, what I experienced. And I can't be held responsible for this.
2: You don't seem to ever want to be held responsible for anything you do. I think at the end of your intervention, you blamed your fucking dad. Do you understand
1: the horror of being abducted?
2: No, I mean obviously I I understand what the probing is like as I've I've, as as Joe comes out. Remember, I used to say
1: aliens are down to fuck. They're not.
2: (laughs) They're down to uh, assault. Yeah, they're
1: down for sexual assault.
2: (laughs) Well, um, unfortunately, I uh, pray for America and the world for the day that they come down and get your asses too. Well, uh, that was really unfortunate. That was probably. If that was ugly. 31 to or zero to 31. So in the same way that you trounced Troy last week, you, uh, got butt fucked in a couple of different ways, which isn't great, but we do have to move on. You have to go, uh, into the locker room and probably sit in that ice bath until you. I'm not talking
1: to reporters.
2: <laughs> they don't want to talk to you today. Yeah. <laughs> they know you're in a bad place.
1: Don't, don't even come near me.
2: Yeah. Tracy Wolfson, who I don't even know why is here. You just told her to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Uh, well, we do have a couple things to maybe try to decompress. I know you, you're probably in some sort of mental anguish, but we still got some games to play. Uh, so we're here at would you rather, are you ready? Erskine dad, whoever you want to be.
1: I told you I'm not talking to the press.
2: (laughs) Fair. All right. Would you rather wear a full suit made out of condoms and spermicide or a gimp suit out of leather with your asshole and dick exposed? gimp suit. Damn. So with the, the the condom spermicide thing, I'm going to say that it's, like, form-fitting, but your dick and balls are going to be fitted into their own condom within the condom, so that it is still visible, but it's just in the sheath of the condom. Why would I
1: have this on? <sighs>
2: Doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, you're just saying wear a full suit. Like, do I have to run out in public? I mean, you, this is just the way that you have to dress now. You have to either what? Be, yeah, this is it, dude. Like, you either have forever? to forever. I mean, you know. Do you want a timetable? I mean, what? What? I think just in perpetuity until I finish. This like is it.
1: a disaster. I mean, you can't go over to the door and freaking receive your freaking packages or freaking anybody. You're like, hey, what's happening? They'd be like, whoa.
2: Well, if Red you're flag here. covered in spermicide, I feel like that's also I guess just
1: you to full
2: suit. You probably could be, like, really good at uh, doing the, um, what's that Tom Cruise movie where he slides into the room? Risky Business. You could do the Risky Business a lot in your condom suit. That'd be fun. You'd be great at fingering. I'm sure you would just have to be I would just be lubricated. sequestered
1: inside of my home. A
2: weird hermit in yeah. a condom suit
1: or a gib suit. It's sometimes, someday exposed. And it's like, we found a man today, holed up in his house, actually had a suit made out of condoms and spermicide.
2: Yeah. It's like that um, that fucking hermit guy who was in New Hampshire. They like uh, forced him out or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that would be you. You would you would just have to you know bring all your gib suits and shit out in the street. And They would <laughs> shame you.
1: Twenty five years, I get exposed.
2: <laughs> I'll say that you only have to do it for a year, just because in perpetuity does seem like a long time to be uh, in either of these costumes. Yeah, well, I'm just. You won't go. get fired. I'll say that you, because your dick is... I can't is ball- go to work. I'm saying that they'll make an exception that you, they know it it's some sort <laughs> of weird, you know, I don't even know how you got into this, this deal that you've made to wear this suit. Uh, they won't fire you. Yeah. You can't be held accountable for like public indecent exposure. It's just whatever you would prefer.
1: Hopefully this happens during lockdown.
2: <laughs> We're never going back into lockdown, dude. <laughs> We're all going to get COVID before we get even th- the idea of going back into lockdown. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I just don't want spermicide everywhere, so I'm just going to go with the gimp suit. Whatever.
2: Yeah, I'm going to do the same. The spermicide thing. ah, oh, keep fucking hitting that. That's uh, probably not going to be for me. I just don't like condoms in general, so I'm probably just going to try to stay away from that one. And I'd rather just have my dick and my asshole exposed. I feel like I could get a nice dick tan. Uh, I think that's something that I've always wanted. I've you never know, when I sit outside, I sometimes think about taking my dick and balls out. I'm like, oh, I'd like uh, sun on my, my, I don't my think junk. that's a good idea. What's a healthy amount of sun that I can get on my dick and
1: balls? I don't think there's any.
2: No, I can't no. get any. Well, I mean, like, I mean,
1: it's probably the one. I mean, it would be,
2: <sighs> I don't know. I think, I think it would benefit a little bit. Vitamin D for my D feels <laughs> right in a way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Would you rather? Have seven vaginas that are on different menstrual cycles on your chest or have a scrotum head and a music box boner. And (laughs) what I mean by (laughs) what I mean by that second one is your head is very much like jaggy. You have the peach bit head, but the uh, music box boner is like you have to uh, let's say there's like a thing right on your pelvis. You attach some sort of crank and you have to crank it to be able to get a boner and it will play music. It'll be like a jack in the box, like dinet 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 dinet, and you and have and to do that it goes, to get a Bing! Well, And it, it pops out. Well, no, you have to do that when you want to come. You have to finish the song when you're ready. You can just sort of crank <laughs> it up, and then you can control it when you when you. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to have you know
1: menstrual cycles coming out of my s- chest. So
2: I think that's easier. I mean, either you're wearing a hat,
1: the scrotum head. You know, I can hide it, and the music box boner. I don't know. That's
2: it's actually kind of cool. Yeah. You've got complete control of your dick and balls. Yeah.
1: I think... The question is the music that it plays while you're cranking.
2: <laughs> That'd be cool if it's like Bluetooth. <laughs> you get the juices on. I mean, hypothetically, it would be the, the music box one, but I would allow you to play whatever song you want. But it is still the cranking motion. Like, you have to crank it out. The vagina thing, though, uh, <clears throat> we had sort of talked about this when we did the Your Name episode, but having seven vaginas... It's almost like having like a, a DJ turntable on your chest, but I could just come. I'll say that it feels like you actually have a vagina if you touch it. So that could be really cool. The the jerk off, uh, you have one hand on your meat and like your you're, no. you're DJ scratching your nah, clit nah, on nah. your chest. Nah. No. <laughs> no? Not even, nah. you know, humoring it. Nah. I, I, I feel less bad about the vagina one, to be completely honest with you. I think a lot of women would um, sympathize with me and maybe be into it. Seven is a lot. But I don't think I'm gonna get away with having a scrotum head. I can barely be uh, a balding 26 year old, let alone having a fucking nutsack head.
1: You'd be wearing some kind of a wig.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you said that. You said that in such a weird way.
1: I was <laughs> <laughs> just trying to think of what the hell you would do. You'd be in, wearing in a, a wig. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would. Maybe. I would. I maybe would have to get in the. You could game. get away with it. Yeah, if that, if that were to be the case, I probably would get one of those male toupees if I were to pick the scrotum head one. <laughs> so I'm actually going to go with that. I'm going to get a better hairline and I control <laughs> my dick with music. I'm going to pick that one, scrotum head with a music box dick. Is that what you're doing yeah, too? Yeah, I was there from the beginning. I, I guess you were. I guess you were on the first, uh, you were on the mountain first. Uh, all right, last, would you rather. Would you rather live in a world where astrology is real and matters or... Once a week, Clint Howard will randomly ride by on a motorcycle and shoot somebody. And he's immortal, so you can't kill him.
1: Yeah, I don't want Clint killing people.
2: Well, astrology has, I mean, that has a lot of complications in itself.
1: It could, but at the same point, you know.
2: This could be, so, it's not something that you I know. mean, when
1: you read astrology, it just sounds like, yeah, normal life. They just talk about things that everybody experiences, so.
2: Hmm. I don't know. Uh, did you know that Reagan, um, he based a lot of his policy decisions on his astrologist? Yeah, this surprised me. I'm uh, that's not like a joke. Like that's actually like some revelation they've uh, come out to recently or in the last couple of years where he would consult his astrologist through his wife, and it was like all hush hush, like it's secret. They wouldn't allow. Uh, anyone to know about it simply because obviously the president can't be asking a fucking astrologist if they should be doing shit.
1: Well, a lot of our political leaders always think that they're getting
2: you know, messages from God and stuff like
1: that, so it doesn't surprise me.
2: Yeah, I mean also, Reagan probably had dementia at that point so it feels like he just wanted to hear uh, anything that sounded good. (laughs) I wonder when the dementia thing set in. Was that like the last (laughs) couple years of his presidency?
1: Hey, you you, you got a question like you know, were things better back then? (laughs)
2: If you're white, you know we sort of follow the you know the the rules of astrology and uh, worked out pretty good. Yeah, everybody who like is really into astrology seems to have a lot of calmness about it. Like it it brings them a lot of peace of mind for whatever reason. So I
1: I just probably just proves that the president doesn't really have any real power.
2: Yeah, it's all based on the stars. Yeah. We're all just stardust and star children.
1: Well, not that it's based on the stars. It doesn't really matter what the hell they do or think.
2: They, you know, they really don't dictate. He's also, he was an actor, so he was probably all f- for that that foo-foo bullshit, dude. Like, that was just Hollywood back in the day anyways. I
1: um, mean, wasn't, like, Hitler, like, influenced by Nostradamus or something like that? Or I mean, there's all kinds of things. I mean, he was also fucking uh, influenced by... I think he was terrorists. also influenced by
2: the Bible in some ways. Like, I don't know. I don't want to go there. I don't know. He was a, an angsty art student who ended up becoming the worst person ever. So that maybe tells you everything in itself. When you can't uh, succeed in your art, you become a, a huge yeah. jackass. Yeah. Like Ben Shapiro, who wanted to be a uh, movie screenwriter and couldn't make a good movie. So he became a cocksucker. Whoa. <laughs> but hey, we uh, definitely got to keep this fucking train rolling. Um, what the heck are you doing over there? Playing with the cork? Yeah, damn, dude. I don't know why. <laughs> Getting antsy about thinking <laughs> about your your nutsack head. All right, we're at uh, we're at Ghibli all grown up. We have uh, bits, skits, or sequel ideas. So, did you have anything that you wanted to share? No, no, no. I honestly, I can. I don't know if anyone can tell. By the way that uh, this episode is going, but I put this together in the last minute. Uh, I was doing some shit this week. But I had the idea of a condom salesman, and I came up with this idea 20 minutes ago. So I don't have any preconceived notion of this thing at all. So uh, you want to try doing something like that? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <well. laughs> a door-to-door I'm condom salesman. Oh, that was a mistake. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to start a timer. Who is it? Hello. Sir, do you uh, mind opening up the door? I I hate to look at you through this this little screen. What do you want? Um, I'm actually here to uh, offer you something that is going to change your life. Really? Trust me, sir. You give me a few minutes of your time and everything is going to be completely different for you. Are you a married man? I am. Is she home? Currently, no. Perfect. If you have... Just a few minutes, I will blow your goddamn mind. Uh,
1: All right. I open the door.
2: (laughs) All right, perfect. I'm in like a trench coat and a uh, little fedora hat, and I have this big suitcase with me. Hello there. I am Larry, the condom salesman. I am uh, traveling door to door. I am from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. I have been uh, pretty much going... Across the country saving lives.
1: I quickly shut the door. No.
2: <laughs> Sir! <laughs> Wait a minute. I know you probably don't like Nebraska. Everyone's a weird about it. Just give me a chance. All right. Give me your pitch. Can I come in?
1: No. <laughs> Shit.
2: <laughs> I have things I need to show you and it's hot outside and I don't want to stand out here with my 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 offerings. They might melt. All right. Come on in. All right, perfect. So I, I, I trunch in there with my my fucking suitcase and i sit down on the couch so sir what was your name kenshiro (laughs) oh (laughs) are you gary danielson (laughs) not that one no oh okay well that was a weird bit of internet but my dad
1: was a fan of fist of the north star
2: oh that's awesome great movie well in the same way that blood will sometimes be spurting out uh of various orifices i'm here to Protect the things that are squirting out. Uh, As I was saying, I am a condom salesman. I have a very specific and important and brand new type of condom that has never been seen before. Really? Yes. And to properly show you exactly what this product does, I have a few friends with me. So I uh, go back over the door. I open it up and a bunch of strippers walk in. Whoa, 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 wait. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. So this is uh, Candy, Mandy, and Cindy. And these are going to be my assistants for my uh, demonstration here. So uh, ladies, you know what to do. So uh, Candy, I guess, gets down on her knees and undoes my, my belt buckle and just drops my pants. And I have the smallest dick you've ever seen. <laughs> so sir, as you can see. I have what some would say a micro penis. How how big would you say my dick is, sir?
1: I don't know. I can't see it.
2: <laughs> well, I I guess I didn't shave my bush today either. But <laughs> with this condom here, I will be become the biggest dick you've ever seen. Uh, uh, Cindy, Mindy, or Mandy, whatever your fucking name is, can you put this on for me? Because uh, I uh, I want to be able to have my hands free. I want to show you that I'm not performing any magic tricks here. So one of the girls like slips it on my dick and they, they roll it on. It's essentially, I don't even know. Like, you know, those like finger condoms at uh like a restaurant when you cut your hand or something like that, they put it on my dick and it grows. Let's say that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) As you can see, I've grown approximately eight inches and I'm not even hard yet. So I think this is probably something that you want, right? No, I don't need it. What? No. I uh, Okay, sir, I'll be honest. I do this a lot. I go places, I show people my dick, and I put this condom on, my dick gets huge, and people give me cash. And you're saying you don't want this?
1: Well, if my dick gets any bigger, it's going to be classified as a weapon.
2: Uh, You know, sir, I know a lot of people like to say their dick is big, but there's often a misconception for what an actual inch really is. And I'm saying I'm a clear eight. Do you want to prove to me right now that you're not Obviously you're not from this?
1: a eight. Really? You're a fake aide.
2: But it doesn't matter. I When you wear a condom, you're getting the protection. My dick is huge now, and one of these girls actually likes me because of it. The other two don't really care. <laughs> one, of <them. laughs> one of them actually will sleep with me, and I will forget her name because I only hired them today. It's really surprising that I was able to find three strippers, three prostitutes who were willing to participate in this, but they were willing because I have a lot of cash from people who want to have a huge dick.
1: Well, you know, I honestly don't know how this is going to help me.
2: Show me your dick right now. <whistles> how big is it? <laughs> 12.
0: Jesus. Flaccid?
2: Yeah. That's honestly incredible, sir. And I'm really happy for you. Um... Oh, this is just not how I thought this was gonna go. They actually wanted to
1: cast me in Boogie Nights. When I was, (laughs) it was you and Mark Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg, and it was like they didn't need a prosthetic. Obviously, I was, you know, I was the real deal. All right. Well, I guess. (laughs) And at one time, I had an idea that I had a future in porn, but you
2: know, things happen. It didn't work out that way. But all right, cut to you on the porn set (laughs) of a failed attempt at trying to fucking work in porn all right buddy i know you got that monster cock can you get it hard
1: yeah that's sort of a problem
2: all right we have a uh uh you got a fluffer we got several (laughs) i don't know how many you're gonna need all right cindy mindy (laughs) they're the same prostitutes from before (laughs) they come up i thought i recognized them (laughs) this is just (laughs) my old high school fling (laughs) all right so uh you get your dick sucked for a couple seconds All right, man, we got to go. Time is money. Are you ready or not? Yeah, I think I can go. All right. This is your uh, corn star. Corn star. (laughs) 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 We're in Nebraska still. All right. We're doing, Uh, uh, we're shooting corn. Yeah. um, Yeah. This is your co-star. Her name is uh, Lisa. Yeah. Lisa Ann. Oh, yeah. This is Lisa Ann. Porn MILF. Queen MILF. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. You're, you're, You're quite an impressive dick. Thank you. So do you think you're uh you're ready? Ready as I ever be. Let's get it on. All right, um you uh try to stick it in Lisa Ann and you come immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's a little problem. <laughs> what the fuck was that, dude? Are you serious? You have the most impressive dick I've ever seen and you can't get it hard and you come instantly. What happened? <laughs> Who hates you in heaven?
1: Well, you know, I'm just a little nervous. in my first time, and uh, I got a little excited. But you know, I, I think I, I think I can go again.
2: <laughs> just give me like I don't know an hour. We don't have an hour. Lisa Ann is here. She's a porn queen. She gets paid fucking ten thousand dollars an hour, which is <laughs> way too much for porn. I don't even know why uh, we have this budget. I don't think anybody gets paid that much. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fine, dude. I, I'm okay with cutting it off there because we're about to fucking hit the uh the timer there. But that's sad to have a, a massive dick and be uh, unable to really use it. it's impressive. Yeah, though. twelve it, inches was the number that you came up with. Yeah, twelve. Yeah, there is, I think, a few people in the world who do have a twelve-inch dick that are flaccid. I think there's like one. It's a white guy. Honestly, does that surprise you? No, I I mean, whatever. I think his name is, like, Jonah or something like that. Biggest dick in the world. Oh, man. Let's see. Oh, no. Who is Roberto Escoves Cabrera? Oh, this is a different guy now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. Um, I don't know if that's real or not, but this is on The Sun. But that thing that he has... Onto his leg. Oh, my God. This is like City hunter size. Yeah, well, that's sort of... That's a deformity. That's incredible. That's, that's like that's the unusable. worst... That's unusable. That's honestly, for sure. And I... That's a curse. Oh, this is an even better picture, dude. It looks like he has one of those, like, S- subway subs or something like that. Or, like, <laughs> one of those long hoagies you buy, like, Ingles or something like that. Like, look at that fucker.
1: Oh. oh. Causes thing is, health you, issues. you gotta... I mean, he's got like a. I mean, he seems like he needs to have a sweater on it.
2: That's <laughs> well. That's what they gave him for this photo shoot. He's, he's like, losing heat through that thing. Yeah. Well, look at how happy he is in this picture. He's just like has this weird uh, sock over his dick as he's measuring it. I can't really see the the. It looks like twelve or something like that. But yeah, that's incredible, dude. That looks that's like more than twelve.
1: That's just something weird. Yeah,
2: that looked like some truncheons. Like or a something like, like that. a third leg. Pretty much, he yeah. is a tripod, and we're yeah. uh, we're ordering tripods. I mean, to...
1: he—I don't even know. I mean, I don't think he can do
2: anything. I
1: mean, athletically, I mean,
2: no, dude, he probably can barely wear pants. Yeah, that if you had a dick that big and you wore jeans, I feel like you'd probably want like a third jean hole, just like <sighs> one third like jean leg hole right in the middle. That'd be actually really cool. Then you would never have to unzip anything. You just sort of like unsheath it like a foreskin, and you just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that was, I'm very, uh, I thought it was a white guy, but I guess he's, I don't know, Peruvian. What is this fucking, I don't even know. Well, that's cool for him. I
1: wonder at what stage like it was as he was getting older. You
2: know what I mean? You like when he, like he was
1: like, you know, thinking like, Hey man, this is, this is cool. And then all of a sudden it just kept growing and growing and growing.
2: 18.9 inches. He's from
1: Mexico. That's crazy. dude. He probably has a, a. He probably is in some kind of a freak show. He's right?
2: registered as disabled. He gets the park in the fucking yeah. handicap spots because oh, of his huge yeah. penis. That's what I'm saying. Now, wow,
1: a, that's that's a deformity of massive proportions. Yeah, <laughs> literally,
2: literally massive proportions. Wow, that's uh, something that I did not. I expect mean, to how learn. can you even,
1: you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, he he's probably like on. Well, I don't know if they have a disability, but
2: <laughs> That's what it just said. He's not, he's probably getting a check from yeah, the Mexican government right.
1: for just having a monster hog. Yeah. That's awesome. When really. he applied, he'd be like, eighteen inch penis. <laughs> yeah, some but people sh- have
2: excuse me, sir, this is not a joke. No, I'm serious, ma'am. It's not a joke to me either. I'm 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 fucking severely yeah, lacking yeah. blood.
1: That's not my, my lunch that I'm carrying in my pants. That is a large
2: penis yeah that's not a fucking meat that's not a sub. yeah
1: it's not a 12 inch freaking you know hoagie
2: yeah they don't even sell 19 inch subs this is stupid <laughs> right? exactly. subway would never yeah their footlongs aren't even a foot all right well we only this have is a party platter <laughs> <laughs> this is a catering dick dude <laughs> this is for a whole bunch of people this is for cindy fucking mandy and whatever uh, her name is i can't even remember i, I, I was, wonder if he's had any um been
1: in porn at all (sighs) probably I mean he probably I don't know if he's functional
2: I mean in terms of he has to wrap it in bandages to escape chafing that like I'm happy with my penis is what he says I know nobody has the size I have that's the funny thing about like having a huge dick or like a bigger than average dick is like, even if you're homeless and you have a pretty fucking fat cock, it feels like you're probably happier than a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. Like if you're down on your luck. I don't know. I
1: don't think that you would like, you know, Hey, homeless dude, like you have a large
2: dick, but you know, uh, are you you happy? If you asked the dude who had an absolute, like a nine incher, if you would rather have a small dick in a home or be homeless with a nine inch dick, he's going to pick his dick nine times out of ten. No. I bet, I bet just because of the male psychology, there's no way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we we maybe had uh, one of the biggest dicks we've ever had on this fucking podcast. Uh, but maybe that wasn't the best, but we do have to figure out if there's anything that is the best about this movie. So we're here to put him on the Rushmore. Uh, and I literally just have one. And it was Worst Heads. Uh, for for jackal's weird peach pit scrotum uh scalp <laughs> so does Jackal's leather strap peach pit beat out uh John Merrick and the elephant man Gary Oldman as Mason Verger and Hannibal uh sloth in the goonies or Freddie Krueger in a nightmare on Elm Street I'm inclined to say no just no. because his face was pretty much fine but his his top of his head was yeah gross.
1: it wasn't yeah it wasn't even that bad no <laughs>
2: Uh, the fact that he was able to contain it with duct tape and, like, yeah. weird straps, yeah. I mean, that was pretty much all you have to know. Yeah, they could have done better. For sure. They should have really made it. I mean,
1: because I think in the original anime, wasn't it sort of more, like, you know, metal and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, he had, like, metal plates and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was sort of the idea. Yeah. But, hey, I'm uh, I'm okay with moving that past Rushmore time. You know, the funny thing, I, I was
1: going to put a picture up about... Um, The guy that played, uh, what was his part? The big dude that was Vader. He was a a wrestler called Vader. Mm. There's a picture of him, and it looks like he stole Jaggy or Jackal's freaking like headgear. Like he wore some kind of strapped headgear as a wrestler.
2: Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
1: and it looked just like it. I was like, oh, you're gonna be kidding me. It looks like freaking.
2: I wonder if there is a connection there. And I don't Vader know. was like another Fist of the North Star disciple. Like
1: after he did the movie, he's like, hey, can I borrow that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm to use that as a prop. And I'm I'm going into the WWE.
2: You know who I really like? Jaggy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be more like Jaggy yeah. in Fist of the North Star. That head Gary's got is freaking awesome. Yeah. I don't think anyone has ever fucking said that. But, <laughs> uh dad i know we often go to you know a live action netflix uh, live action netflix recast and i'm quite frankly done talking about this movie we've talked uh, about it ad nauseum but i do have we did we bring up what we had picked prior but no no uh and that's something that i'll sort of explain with what we're gonna do here but let me uh let me just play our little uh music in here to get us into this game okay Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for a celebrity (laughs)
0: deathmatch?
2: Damn, dude, this fucking song hits so hard. Sweet. All right, so the way that I put this game together was I have uh, compiled a list of, uh, or three bowls, which I keep hitting throughout this episode because I'm a fucking jackass. But... One is celebrities, and these are all the picks that we were uh, using in our first one, in the first episode of uh, Fist of the North Star, and the people that we had in the movie that we just watched. Yeah. Uh, A weapon that they would use, and a weakness. Okay. And you'll pick, uh, I guess, one for everybody. So you pick a celebrity, pick a weapon, and then pick a weakness, and then we'll do it one more time, and we have to debate who would win in a celebrity death match. Okay. So uh, pick a celebrity. All right, celebrity. Who do I got?
1: <laughs> Madeline McGraw.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd fucking pick oh, Madeline McGraw. Oh, st- Where did Madeline
1: go? We haven't used her in a hot minute, dude. No, she was part of my, st- you know, stable. stable of act- actresses and actors. Oh. Yeah,
2: you moved on to the Millie I'm well, glad she finally
1: showed up in this one.
2: I know. This is uh, such a callback to, uh, I guess, last year and then the weapon (laughs) Aquaman's trident oh nice and this is all the weapons are a combination of either stuff that the actors have been in movies of or just random shit that I've come up with (laughs) and then there's a weakness so let's see what Madeline McGraw is dealing with she has no weaknesses no she's perfect apparently oh damn
1: it heart disease
2: (laughs) (laughs) that explains her disappearance yeah the same way god
1: she's only like friggin 12
2: (laughs) same way that chris penn went out uh madeline mcgraw is also dealing with heart disease so madeline mcgraw with aquaman's trident and she has heart disease has to go up against who all right
1: (laughs) oh no this is this is bad (laughs) john cena (laughs) this is definitely unfair
2: is that a weakness for him no, or is that the weapon one? Yeah, the we- the weakness. Oh, which one? You one's can that? pick whatever. I mean, it doesn't yeah. Matter. Let's go weapon first. Uh huh. Just to see what <laughs> Cena's uh, got his hands on. It's <laughs> gonna be a short match. This is gonna be a short fucking match. Well, Aquaman's thing has powers. Ah, uh, what is it? Cena only has <laughs> Kermit's banjo. <laughs> that's not a lot. No. I mean, that's definitely. I'm holding out
1: freaking <laughs> hope now.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: and his weakness is. Likes to get kicked
2: in the balls. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Madeline boy. McGraw with uh, Aquaman's trident and heart disease versus John Cena with Kermit's banjo and a propensity to get kicked in the dick and balls. I have to say Madeline McGraw might be able to pull this one off. She, Yeah, I had no hope.
1: And now I'm actually thinking, you know, and what's Cena going to do? play the banjo
2: tour and then well I imagine he'd probably try to bash it over her head at least like once or twice yeah. but that thing is gonna break
1: but that Aquaman's trident—I don't know what kind of powers that has. Like, can it? She can just like launch it at his freaking balls. Well, she can
2: throw it. She can probably summon some sort of wave. I mean, if we're gonna have it, have Aquaman's powers.
1: I think Cena goes down.
2: I think Cena goes down too. Yeah. What an upset in yeah. the first round of Celebrity Deathmatch. Madeline,
1: you holy fuck, dude! She I, didn't even really have to freaking you know expend any energy, so
2: her heart's still freaking you know it's good. Yeah, she just used her superpowers. So you pick another one and I'll pick one too, just to see the you pick the the next one. All right. So I got celebrity here. We have Bruce Lee. Uh, (laughs) this is Oh boy with with his his weapon. He has the Toy Story crew. So he has Woody (laughs) Buzz and all his friends helping him out. That's very crazy. Or or how do you
1: utilize them in a fight?
2: I don't know. They tackle him or something like they that. They do
1: seem to be very, uh, you know, they, they seem to come up with freaking
2: ways of, you know, coming up with somehow. Yeah, they could probably wrap someone's feet or something like that. And his weakness is that he's haunted by Nacho Fries, which was <laughs> Joe Keery's, uh weakness. But that's uh, Bruce Lee's nacho now. Nacho
1: Fries? How is that a.
2: He had like a, a Taco Bell commercial where it was like he's haunted by Nacho Fries. Like there was this whole weird campaign. So Bruce Lee. Uh, with the Toy Story crew, Haunted by Nacho Fries, versus Chris Hemsworth, who has, oh, Fist of the North Star powers. That's not good. That's not oh, a good sign wow. for Bruce Lee. Bruce is going down. And his weakness is that he has a chronically small penis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hope there's no co- tooth to that, Chris.
2: Yeah, uh, Chris Hemsworth with- chronic. <laughs> a forever small dick no condom is gonna make that bigger for him so i i uh, mean that sounds like it goes through phases it's like <laughs> oh no it's going to the small side it's like every full moon and there's like that yeah <laughs> he has a little bit too much uh yeah his testosterone fucking shrinks it up or something yeah. like that so hey i think sort of like going in the ocean Exactly. The shrinkage is always palpable. Shrinkage freaking
1: takes over. He
2: has the Costanza shrinkage in his chronically (laughs) small penis. So Chris Hemsworth with Fist of the North Star Powers or uh, Bruce Lee with the Toy Story crew who's haunted by the nacho phrase or Chris with the small penis. I think it's no contest.
1: I mean, regardless of the size of his penis, Chris Hemsworth has got North Star Powers. Yeah. I think he's- Bruce has just got Buzz and Woody and whatever. I don't know how that helps him.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any amount of small toys who are, are going to help uh Chris yeah. in that respect or Bruce in that respect. So, that's yeah. that's fucking tough. He got screwed in the weapons department. So, Chris and Madeline McGraw are moving on to the next <laughs> round. <laughs> oh, is that how it works? We'll do one more and then we'll see if we can have uh well, I guess maybe we'd have to Do, do we two more.
1: like then just take the people and then give them a new weapon and a
2: Uh, no! If Whatever Madeline McGraw was and Chris Hemsworth Those are the next seed We'll do two more and then we'll have those battle out And we'll just cycle through whoever gets the championship Because I put a lot more Than we probably have time to go over
1: And it's a movie favorite, it's Clint Howard
2: Clint Howard? Nice Clint Howard (laughs) 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 That's psychopath
1: Uh, Seven years condoms That's his weapon? Yeah, that ain't gonna (laughs) help him
2: Yeah, that's not gonna help him a lot His weakness,
1: (laughs) CTE. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) Clint
2: Howard with CTE and seven used condoms. Oh, my God. Who does he have to fight against? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. This might be fucking game ogre for this dude. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty much. Oh, my boy, Scott. Scott Atkins. yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be a beatdown. <laughs> Hopefully, dude. I mean, Clint Howard has CTE, <laughs> nunchucks. Okay, that's um, that's borderline a win already. Oh yeah. I mean, his weakness would have to be something crippling. <sighs> There's a couple in there. Shin splints. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh... So it looks like Clint. Scott Askins is going to oh, move yeah. on. There's Clint. no way that Clint's moving out.
1: Both of my freaking part of my stable. I know. Scott and Madeline. Your stable is they strong. They are freaking. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're God. badass.
2: All right. We got one more round and then we'll That's fucking That's why I like over. them. Yeah, they're, they're strong. All right. So I have Amy Adams who has a uh, the cane from Clockwork Orange, like his cane. And his uh, weakness or her weakness is going to be um, has a secret gay relationship with their best friend, which was a Brokeback Mountain reference to Jake Gyllenhaal. But I don't know if that's going to help her. It might motivate her. But let's see who her uh, opponent is. gonna yeah, I don't be think at. that's a weakness. Oh, well, you could be used against you in the same way that it was. What uh, in broke make back cry? Mountain. cry. It broke back mountain. They killed him. Uh, all right. So I the other one was Jason Momoa. Not in this day and age. No, that's true. They'd be supportive. Jason Momoa with a dildo sword <laughs> and his weakness is There's such a thing. There is such a thing. He's wine drunk. <laughs> so Jason Momoa wine drunk with a dildo sword versus Amy Adams with uh, Alex's cane from Clockwork Orange who has a secret. Jason Momoa Jason is going to destroy her. Is Beat it... the shit out of her yeah. with a wine or a dildo sword. All right. Well, that's that's how this is going to have to work out. This is a powerhouse. Jason Momoa and Chris Hemsworth are moving on the next round. Scott Adkins and uh, Marilyn McGraw are going to move on next. Okay. So it was Madeline McGraw with what? Um, Aquaman's, Aquaman's Trident. And, she, and was she has heart disease. Heart disease. And then uh, Atkins Scott Adkins has shin nunch- splints and nunchucks. Yeah. I still think Madeline McGraw is going to win. Against? Scott. Um, I think that Trident is like one of those items that... Yeah, that's like a like a
1: special weapon i mean it has you know special powers
2: and there are i mean thor's hammer is in there too so we just kind of missed out on like the specialty items but yeah i I think think the little girl is gonna fucking move on to the finals
1: yeah i would have to give her you know
2: she's the predominant favorite yeah holy fuck dude all right so with uh between the two (laughs) the two beefy dudes Chris, Hem- uh, Chris Hemsworth with Fist of the North Star Powers and a chronically small penis or Jason Momoa with a dildo sword who's wine drunk. It's probably going to be Chris, right? If he has Fist of the North Star Powers, he's probably just going to punch him down. I would think so. Yeah.
1: I don't think... <laughs> His head's going to explode.
2: Yeah. Momoa is going to have to go down with that one. And that's a DC versus Barbel thing, too. That has, like, real parallels. That would be like a prize fight. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There'd be controversy there.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a dildo sword, so that's that's tough.
1: I still don't understand a dildo star.
2: Uh, they had something like that in Saints Row. It was like a video game. They had a sword like it was a dildo, and you could beat people up with it. So going into the finals, in the last <laughs> round of the Celebrity Deathmatch, Chris Hemsworth with a chronically small penis and Fist of the North Star Powers versus Madeline McGraw with Aquaman's fucking thing and heart disease. This mm. is actually a, a good fight. I think
1: that Madeline basically makes fun of his dick, <laughs> throws him off, and then freaking kills him with the... You know, or takes him down with the Trident.
2: You don't think... I mean, because Fist of the North Star Powers... Do you remember how fast Kinshira was in Fist of the North Star? Oh, right yeah. I forgot
1: like? he has Fist of the North Star Powers. He's well. fast. He
2: can fucking, you know, double yeah. tap her before she even knows what to do. She's still like a 12-year-old, but she just has the, the staff. She <laughs> might be able to slow him down with... Uh, like a tidal wave or something like that, but
1: yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I think that's the ultimate fifth of the North Star powers. And she also, I mean, has if has you're disease. using fifth of the North Star powers that were in the anime, mm-hmm. that's pretty powerful. Yeah, I'm f- not even really sure what this trident does. We're sort of giving it, you know, magical powers. That- well, it
2: can like summon creatures from. Uh, underwater I mean that's the thing too Like, it's pri- primarily a weapon that's best used around water I
1: mean if you remember Kenshiro can bring down like skyscrapers so, with his head yeah I think and explode doors and whatever Yeah. so I mean from a distance he just has like poof and just probably knock her over she drops the trident comes up freaking goes and her head explodes her heart explodes because her heart oh that's right
2: I think that's gonna be how it goes. I think yeah. he's gonna make this little girl. I feel sport. bad, but Madeline McGraw put up a fucking hell of a fight. I mean, the, After not being mentioned as her, being
1: like, the first picked and basically being laughed, you know, like oh, uh, you know, little girl, she didn't beat do John shit. Cena. Yeah,
2: and who was the other person she beat? Scott Atkins? Yeah, yeah, that's that's formidable foes. Yeah, I mean, I guess Chris Hemsworth had a little bit easier one with Amy Adams and uh, Jason Momoa, but damn. What a what a fun fucking round of celebrity deathmatch. Yeah. That was <laughs> went better than I expected. Let me uh I guess hit this fucking <laughs> intro music one last time. <laughs> We're gonna have to do celebrity deathmatch another time now. That's like one of my new favorite things. I love that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was very cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll definitely consider trying to slip that in more often than not. But we are here at Last Call. Last Call for Alcohol. Uh, was there any questions you had for the director before we uh, inevitably have to go talk to Muskie?
1: No. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this movie I mean, yeah. is underwhelming and I'm done with it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a shame, you know, there was so much potential with this type of movie and Randall, man, you just, you squandered that. Uh, I'm sad, I'm I sad agree. for you. You
2: didn't surround yourself yeah. with the talent that was going to help you either. That was maybe a problem.
1: You know, anybody that wants to do any kind of, you know, live action anime, maybe
2: you might want to consult us. I mean, I'm not saying that we're, we are the I mean we are the aficionados, let's yeah. be honest now. We've done only two of these adaptation movies on this podcast, but we're we know better.
1: I mean, I think I could read any screenplay and and immediately freaking tell you that it's going to suck. Yeah. Based on the the thing and maybe they don't want to make them based on the anime, but
2: they should probably be closer than not. Like, that's the problem, though, with Adaptation. Like, they get too far into the weeds where they want to make it their own thing. But, but...
1: even if I didn't know anything about Fist of the North Star, uh, if I would have saw this... this is a barely functioning movie. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. So I, I'm I'm completely okay with just saying, why? Why, Randall? Why'd you do this to us, Tony? Uh, did you have anything that maybe Muskie uh, would want to tell us? I'm sure he'll tell us anyways, but... Uh, any Maxim?
1: I don't have any for Muskie, and honestly, I don't want him to chime in. But whatever, go
2: ahead, Muskie. Excuse me, <laughs> David. I I fucking do you know how big your tab is? Do you know how big your fucking tab is here? Yeah, zero. I bring my own wine. Exactly, motherfucker. <laughs> you come here in my establishment, in Muskie's pub, and you do nothing but bitch and cry and complain about me giving you goddamn good advice. <laughs> I'm trying to save you motherfuckers from getting, from, from having horrible, you know, sexual experiences like I do. You know, my dick looks like a fucking bottom of a ship. It's just covered in barnacles. You know why? Because I didn't wear a condom. And that's what I'm trying to tell you today. Wear a fucking condom, motherfucker. (laughs) Muskie.
1: The barnacle man. We have Condom Man and we have Barnacle Man. Yeah,
2: Barnacle Boy and Condom Man. <laughs> yeah, Musky has the uh, the dick of a sailor. That's for sure.
1: He sounds like a character on uh, maybe SpongeBob or something.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Krabs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Musky. I will definitely take that one to heart, and I'll uh, I'll try to wear more condoms just for you, buddy. Go fuck yourself, pussy. <laughs> fuck you, dude. All right, we're uh, heading outside. I'm getting into this Uber. Uh, notes and errata, Anything we want to bring up or uh, say before I I go?
1: No, I have a hard time remembering anything we did before prior. So yeah, I Let's blocked just say out. if I said anything offensive, I apologize, and if not, well, see you next week.
2: I definitely edited out all the bad stuff from last week's episode, so we're we're probably in the clear. Okay. Uh, good, good. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I even threw the sensor in there, you know, just trying to protect Troy in the future.
1: Yeah, I heard something like that. The mm. the dolphin.
2: Yeah, that's better than the the blank for me. I got to yeah. use another. Sponge I like Bob the dolphins. Yeah, it's cool. Uh so this is the Jackson main through the window. Hey, what's your wand rating? That was good. I think it was good too. Fourteen hands is is a good wine i uh i don't know if you could tell but i could barely fucking speak today i don't know if it's just me from my lack of sleep but i definitely was drinking a little bit more uh throughout yeah, the episode then i
1: feel a little light-headed <laughs> i feel <laughs> well a little... considering that you don't need to leave you're 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 spending the uh the night here so um that's true i have been you can abide with... a little bit more
2: than you normally would that's true i uh i've been i guess staying here for about well a month now.
1: considering we're taking an uber
2: yeah. Hopefully <laughs> nobody's, <laughs> nobody's drinking and driving as I like to uh, always tell everybody. <laughs> but yeah, I would, uh, I would also say this was a pretty good wine. Do you have a specific rating for it? I'm going to give it,
1: I keep going to the four and a half. I, you know what? The hell with it, man. I'm going to go five. Five, five. Yeah.
2: Wow. That's I think you did that two weeks in a row.
1: No, I was four and a half last uh, week. Oh,
2: you did five recently. Yeah, I'll do I'll do five, but I won't do it on an out of five scale. I'll do five out of seven condoms. Used oh, you condom. took mine. Was that used? True? <laughs> oh, <that's...
1: laughs> you just degraded the wine hugely there. Sorry, I was
2: thinking. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Clint Howard and his CTE. <laughs> but
1: uh, um, oh shit. Um, I'm gonna go five. Um.
2: Oh, crap. Nutsack heads.
1: Yeah, peach pit heads.
2: <laughs> Perfect. That works perfectly fine. Fresh out of the ocean. Great. <laughs> nice and wrinkly. Yeah. Got some good fucking grooves yeah. on it. Well, uh, I guess if you guys like what we're doing, leave a five-star review on our iTunes page. We did get a, uh, another five-star review from one of our, our favorite listeners. And we'll, I think we're probably going to have to do that movie next week. So if you're listening out Lord there, Lord
1: Kobe, <laughs> we
2: talk about Kobe every yeah. fucking week. <laughs> That's funny, dude.
1: Just think, you too could be a super fan like Lord Kobe. You could just, just be... leave us a five star review. Make a request. We don't care what we listen or watch, whatever.
2: Yeah, it's not even. About I don't care if, like... if it's
1: good, bad, or ugly. I mean, we just like to talk about it and uh, drink some wine while we're doing it.
2: Yeah. I almost prefer when the movies are bad, simply because it makes a better episode. So never even feel bad about yeah. your picks. Just throw them out there, and we'll yeah. we'll tackle it, them. For yeah, long. it
1: doesn't matter whether they're good or bad. I don't watch anime based on like I'm looking for stellar, you know, storytelling. Yeah. I mean, but like I said, this this one has changed my attitude about anime in the sense that anime has its place. I think I'm going to judge it on a different level now. Because live action just sucks
2: ass. You have such a, a more appreciation. And that's maybe what this whole project is about. This whole podcast yes. is just you. If
1: I if I give any credit to this live action Fist of the North Star, it, it has definitely changed my my views on anime for the better.
2: That's all we can ask for. That's all. That's all the internet is really hoping most of the time is to convince you that anime is good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, just like always, we have no idea what we're doing. And hopefully on the other end, we will be uh, able to figure it out. But until then, we're just going to have to see you next week. Yeah. Yup. Bye-bye. And don't drink a drive. Clint Howard with CTE. (laughs)